Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sport Intern Special with me, Ashish Sharma. These are a series of podcasts in which we speak to the movers and shakers within the Olympic movement. In this episode, we continue with part two of our conversation with Marcos Colares, the president of the International Federation of Sports Climbing. And in this continuation of our chat, I began by asking him what differences he had noticed for his federation after sports climbing made its Olympic debut at the Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics. Clearly, as a, in terms of recognition of the organization, it's a huge difference. In the Olympic family, now we are recognizable, we are recognized, and uh, yeah, it's much easier to talk with people, for example, a very, very simple thing, you know. Um, in other words, everybody's smiling, uh, everybody's stopping, uh, everybody's shaking hands, and etc., etc. Which, which somehow, um, for some people, uh, this uh, sounds a little crazy, but it's the way it is. The world of sport is a big family. Eh? So, I mean, you trust your friends. So as soon as you are recognized in Olympic sport, uh, there is a, a general admittance. So it's a new entry. We never speak loudly. This is also something that we, is our policy. And uh, yeah, it, it's really a pleasure for us to stay together with our friends and for our friends to stay together with us. And to those who are still knocking at the doors, never keep the faith, keep the faith. Clearly there are issues um, that the, the IOC has not been able to solve, that is to guarantee to all the athletes uh, without exclusion, excluding anybody, the right to be in the Olympic games. We have, we have a few, uh, we have the, the, the ceiling of 10,500, that's the real, the real issue. And uh, they have not found a solution, maybe to create uh, a first division Olympic game, a second division, where actually all other sports could be the World Games, could be the other initiative, but this is something that needs to be solved and addressed in the future. And you're always looking to be innovative uh, and uh, efficient with your sport. And, and I did notice uh, that there is going to be a new format that's coming into play for Paris. Can you give us a little bit of a background as to the thinking behind that? Yeah, uh, well, from the very beginning, the IOC was clear in terms of medals. Say, okay, uh, hopefully you can get into the games, but uh, in the beginning you will get one medal. And uh, one medal, but we have three disciplines, basically, at the moment in the, in the, in the, in the FSC. So there was the, the dilemma was, uh, should we go with one discipline and leave the two others behind with two disciplines, combining them, et cetera. And then after long debates in, uh, in, uh, with the IOC, we decided to combine the three disciplines together. And this was uh, a problem because <laughs> imagine asking a high jumper uh, to combine with the one, uh, 100 meters you know, and then combine the result. 
So um, we have two disciplines that are very relatively close to each other, boulder and lead. And we have the third discipline speed, which is the 100 meter and the other, the other jumpers, you know. So um, asking our athlete to, to, to train for the three discipline was quite uh, tough. We were not able to explain properly in the beginning because there was some tension inside the community, but it, the, the, the program in Paris proved that we, were, we took the right decision because now we split speed, which is really different from the two others. It is a single medal. And then we combine the two Boulder and lead that are closer with the, with the well medal. And the goal, of course, is to arrive with the three single medals in, uh, in Los Angeles. So I think we are on the right track. We, we change it because it, historically we have three disciplines. So we combine two, we have two medals, and we hope to get the three medals in Los Angeles. And uh, we're, we're sitting here speaking with the World Cup series, having just recently finished, um, I think I've seen in Tokyo, if I'm not mistaken. Um, how successful has that been? And do you feel now that you, as a federation, as a sport, are now fully back to you know norm normality, uh, following the COVID pandemic and the shutdowns and the lockdowns that we've that we've seen, and given also, for example, that in China, you know, it's a very different policy. Yes, it's uh, well. The feeling is that it is not over yet. In other words, okay, we had to 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 some limitation in China. We could not go there. Uh, you know, then you go to, to, to you use the you fly. Someone is wearing masks. Someone is not. The vaccine three four. To, no, you can get so it's not it's not finished yet, and uh, unfortunately, people are still suffering for, for for the COVID in many areas of the world. Luckily, we could have a good season, uh, the first full season after the the pandemic, and yeah, I think I think uh, I think people were really the other were really happy to stay together again, and um, to get to be welcomed by the organizers, and it was really. A very, a very nice season. This, uh, this um, staying together again, and uh, especially in this world with all the division and the war and things, staying together helps to to go in the right direction and to respect each other. Yeah, yeah it's interesting you mentioned that about the, the situation that we have at the moment. Of course, there's been a lot of focus on Russia, Belarus, Ukraine. Um, we seem to be getting kind of occasionally, it feels like mixed messages, either coming from the IOC or coming from some federations. I was listening to the IBA, the Boxing Federation, talking about their plans, which seem to be slightly out of, you know, sort of connection with some of the other federations. What's your take on the situation, given that this isn't going to be something that's going to finish, uh, you know, in the next month or so? It looks like this war is going to continue. Well, it's a, it's a really tragic situation. It's a tragic situation in which uh, it's difficult to take the right decisions, if any decision is right, you know. Uh, also because people are dying, people are killed, not dying, people are killed. People are killed, it's not only the destruction of a country, it's that people are killed in this war. And until people are killed, I don't think that we can change any uh, behavior, uh, towards uh, the, the decision that have been taken upon the suggestion recommendation of the IOC. This is a, 
my feeling, this is the feeling of, uh, of the FEC, this is the feeling of the climate community. Although I must say that from the very beginning, the athlete said, we need to find a way to, to, to see the Russian and Belarusian athletes uh, able to compete. For the moment, uh, I don't see a solution. I, I, again, until people are killed, I don't see a solution. And in terms of the globality of the sport, you, you mentioned I was very interested in what you were saying about uh, comparing skateboarding in, in, in the US to, to sports climbing. But also in certain regions of the world, perhaps the sport doesn't have a profile. How do you intend to change that and bring in a more diverse, inclusive sort of, you know, um, take, take up of the sport around the world? Yeah, it's a very good question because it regards the future, the, the, the growth of the sport. Clearly, uh, it's um, like many, is a, a bit Eurocentric. <laughs> <laughs> plus the, the plus North America. Uh, then of course we have uh, we have uh, uh, we have the, the new entry of Indonesia, for example, this year in the World Cup. It is very important. They are very active, and uh, it's really a big country. No, I mean uh, traditionally we were strong in South America as well. Unfortunately, we lost some of the leading countries. We had Venezuela in the past, and then you know. Unfortunately, Venezuela had the, the, the issue, the problem. We had Ecuador. And, but we, we believe that now being part of the Pan-American Games next year will, will help us to redevelop the, the, the sport in, the, in, in, in South America. Then we have Africa, where actually we are, I must say, weak. weak uh, the, the, the issue here is that we don't have enough resources to, to really help them. Uh, we started with the Olympic Solidarity Program. To be, we found that we created a special department inside the FSC for that, a help desk. Uh, we see new countries coming like Morocco. Morocco asked for membership. We have Uganda, we have South Africa, we have others. I think that something can be done in the close future uh, but we cannot uh, imagine development in the next two or three years or four years or something like that. And then the last, last, last list, Oceania. Oceania, Oceania we, we have some plan there, also in the perspective of Brisbane 2032. We have a big movement in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Australia and many climbers in New Zealand. For some reasons, uh, uh, we have not been able to help them to develop in the proper way, although the atlas are attending our... World Cups. It is part of the issue, do you feel, that uh, not that there isn't an interest, for example, as you, as you say, in Africa or in uh, other regions for people to climb, and there are many mountains there, but do, do you feel that part of the problem is because of the technicality of the sport in terms of gear, equipment, training, that becomes a hindrance? It's not like a football where you just have a ball, you can kick it against the wall and become involved. It's a good question, uh, although I have to say that we are less and less mountain dependent, <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> because, well, although, although this definition is not really loved by everybody, we are becoming more and more an urban sport or sport practice in cities because uh, I think that out of this uh, about 40 million people practicing sport climbing or climbing in the world, the majority is now is climbing indoor, uh, is climbing indoor, which is not bad eventually because I don't think we have enough rock 
to welcome all those millions of climbers. So, you know, and when, 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 uh, when a climbing gym is saturated, then you, you build another one. When the rock is saturated, uh, uh, that's it. You know, you can, you can, uh, yeah, I, I think that the technician, yeah, I mean, you need, you need something to climb basically. Uh, so, but you can put holes on, on, also on a, on a wall. On a, uh, on a building and, uh, and everywhere. But you, need, you, you know Africa, you need to go there to explain, to bring something with you, have a program, and then, and then the kids will come. Well, that was Marcos Colaris, the president of the International Federation of Sports Climbing. Don't forget, you can stay up to date with all the latest sports news from the Olympic movement by subscribing to the Sport Inter newsletter, produced every day, Monday to Friday. So, until next time, stay safe.